Side of Super Bowl 56 hanging out in Los Angeles is Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. He's back holding things down in Phoenix. It's locked on Cardinals. And which Super Bowl team can the Cardinals copy this offseason to bolster their roster? And what's the most insane Kyler Murray take we've seen? There's a side of this thing that's just absolutely silly town. And why won't Larry Fitzgerald say he's retired? Why won't he do it? We'll get into all of that. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Rise up, Red Sea. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. It's Locked On Cardinals. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back and your first tank. Super Bowl just a couple days away. The Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati Bengals. The, you know, there's so many ties to the Cardinals. Like, who cares? Ah, you know, I did see a good tweet that said, this looks like your, your franchise mode in Madden. It's like year three or year four down the road. That's the Super Bowl matchup. It's just kind of random to have LA and Cincinnati, but uh, two teams that like similarities with the Cardinals. They've, the, the Bengals have surpassed the Cardinals as far as their rebuild. They were a year behind and here they are in year two of Joe Burrow. And then you have the Los Angeles Rams who you know, are aggressive each and every offseason, spend a lot of money, made some splashy moves. They even do it during the regular season. And I want to get into, you know, which which team can the Arizona Cardinals kind of copy their homework as far as how they can take their, you know, franchise to the next step. You know, I, I know a lot of people aren't feeling that as how things ended in the desert. But, you know, looking at it, Alex, some people would say, oh, you've got the rookie contract still. I know that Ky- Kyler Murray's probably posturing and making his way towards a big payday, but you can still kind of utilize that as far as when that's going to kick in. You can still have that rookie contract, so you would say, yeah, it's got to be the Bengals, right? They're going to build like Cincinnati. But I look at it as the way that they've spent money and the contracts that they've signed and the amount of free agents that they're staring down this offseason, they probably need to take an approach like the Los Angeles Rams. And, And the key cog to that reasoning is Steve Keim just needs to kind of take any of like the the hard work out of it and just go after proven commodities, which you have to kind of spend premium dollars on. I guess, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. I mean, you're right because the way that the way that the Bengals were constructed and the way that the Rams were constructed were completely different, you know, obviously Um, homegrown, the majority of them, T Higgins and, and Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, even though Joe Mixon probably shouldn't have dropped to them in the second round with, with the video that came out, they got lucky, I guess, in a football sense to get him in the second round. Um, I, but there's a salary cap, you know? Like, Allegedly. you get more players. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Freeman, you get more players of impact if you can draft well and then sign free agents also. Like, I get it, and... The Rams, this is, if the Rams lose on Sunday, it's a holy Armageddon for the future moment. Mm -hmm. Because that means that they've got there close twice 
over the last, what, five years and or four years, and they haven't won, and they should have won, and now they have nothing for the future. That means that they're going to completely reverse course. They're probably going to have to trade some of their assets. They're probably going to have to, you know, un, you know, unwind all the things that have been wound up with all the trade a- trade assets they gave away. So yeah, in theory, it sounds great. Yeah, let's go get some people that, you know, instead of keeping a first round pick, trading for somebody that you know is producing, but one hundred percent of the time, that person that you're bringing in makes more per year than the person you're going to be drafting. Right. Yeah, I mean, as far as Los Angeles is concerned, and, and I heard Luke Braun from Lockdown NFL and, and Lockdown Vikings kind of spin it this way, and, and I tend to agree with him, that the, the Rams just don't value draft picks like most franchises do. Like, they're just like, look, we can go out there and we can get proven commodities. We can get our franchise quarterback. We can go get a shutdown corner in Jalen Ramsey. We can get all the things that we need to build our team around and then fill in the gaps otherwise. They just don't value the draft picks as much as other franchises do. So if it's if it's worth it to the Jaguars, uh, then and you're willing to give me this this Ramsey guy, then let's do it because we value that way more than we value guys that project to be big time yeah. players. I mean that's that's the difference between the Rams under Jeff Fisher and the Rams under Sean McVay, right? And the majority of that was under rookie contract with Jared Goff, so they were able to do it. And they yeah. drafted Todd Gurley, who was a high-impact guy, before they paid him, before things kind of went downhill. When they rode C.J. Anderson instead of Todd Gurley in the, in the playoffs in the Super Bowl, they drafted Cooper Cup in the thir- third round, second or third round. I think it was third round. Third um, round. They brought in Robert Woods in a very team-friendly deal. Like These aren't like they could afford to trade two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey because of everything else that they did through the draft. Now, say what you want about Jared Goff. A rookie contract is cheap. You know, and and they gave him money early to make it cheaper for the future. Even though you know the last year, this year there's a huge cap hit, but that you know they they backloaded it. Now the Cardinals haven't done step one through the draft, right. and step one was drafting Jared Goff, drafting Todd Gurley, and then building around them. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, helps. sure, Aaron yeah. Donald, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, it, it they brought Eric Weddlin, who was older, like this part. He came in on a team-friendly deal. Like Clay Matthews played linebacker for them on a one or two-year deal. They were able to build around the young players on the young con on the, you know, on the um cheaper contracts. Yeah. They were able to do that. The Cardinals haven't done that. Right. So it's more difficult to do what the Rams have done. They haven't gotten to that point where they can trade two first for somebody. Yeah. I mean, as far as when I look at team building and what I appreciate more and, and how if if I were to ever do it, which I'll, I never will, unless it's on Madden football, it, the romantic idea is you build through the draft, right? And, and that's what Cincinnati has done and, and how they were able to kind of find bridges and stop gaps and, and guys that made impacts this season in order to get there, especially in the defensive secondary. Uh, you know, I applaud them, but for the most part, you know, they did it through the NFL draft. Uh, I don't think that there's somebody in the building in Tempe slash Glendale that is capable of doing that. Like when you look at where, where they hit and, and to your point, as far as the Rams, like all the heavy lifting that they did before these stars started to come into the, to, to LA post Jeff Fisher. Like we saw all this young talent and we're like, man, if they could just get a quarterback or if they could just get the right coach in there, LA or the Rams are going to be an issue. And, and that proved to be true. I just don't think that the Arizona Cardinals GM Steve Keim are capable of doing it that way. I think the approach has to be 
and all in chips in the middle of the table. As far as the 23rd overall pick, as much as I'd like to see them find an early impact maker there, he hasn't been able to do that. Why not trade it at this point? Why not trade it? Trade it. Yeah. Get a guy, bring a guy in that can play right now. But bring a but guy in right now. See, the thing is, is I mean, yeah, in theory, I mean, that makes rational sense. And it could also jettison the future of the franchise when they fire him if it doesn't work next year. So that would be a selfish move on Steve Kimes' part because of his inability to draft. That's like taking Tums four times a day because you know that you're going to eat a five-by-five five from In-N-Out every night for dinner. It's like, you know what? I'm going to do that because I can't help myself. I'm idiotic. I'm inept when it comes to the certain thing like eating vegetables for dinner. So I'm going to take five Tums during the day because I'm going to eat a burger at night. They're going to trade away the first round pick because Steve Kime can't draft. You know what you should do? Don't eat the burger. You know what you should do? Don't have Steve Kime draft for you. This is why we are where we are, and I appreciate your approach on it, but this is still the ecosystem that after the big party in Viva Los Biodome. They still have to pick up the cigarette butts and the floaties and get the ecosystem back in order, and that has to be sans Steve Kime. And again, if anybody, my DMs are open on Twitter. I tweeted this out. If yeah. anybody finds Steve Kime anywhere, have him shoot me a message because I'd love to interview him. Is he out here? Is I don't he know. He's, I Angeles? think this is the hybrid, this summer beard hibernation time <laughs> for Steve Kime where he won't, you know, resurface until all of this has kind of subsided and he can come in and, you know, show us this shiny object that, that he traded for to make right. up for it. A lot of work to do. Uh, you, you know, we've hit peak silly season as far as this Kyler Murray story has gone. Um, you know, I, I've heard some things as far as, you know, thoughts, all, all speculation at this point. No, Nobody has any kind of concrete idea of, of what's going on with Kyler. We've heard from a couple of his teammates, his former teammates. Um, but on the other side of that, we've got other fan bases, other people who report for these teams that are salivating. I've seen some trade scenarios. I just want to read them off to you. We can laugh. We can raise our eyebrows. We can even maybe, I don't know, maybe we can start to talk about some of them. Uh, it's something that we might even entertain. I don't know. We'll see. But Cardinals fans, you buy gas, right? Let's simplify things out. Let's get you some cash back in your pocket because gas prices are skyrocketing. Why not get some money back? Get upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app, the App Store, Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more in your first fill up. Cash back. Don't fill, pay full price at the pump any longer. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making two, $300 cash back a year. And you can cash out anytime. There's no catch. You get the cash added to your bank account, PayPal. You can even put it on an e-gift card from Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's the code TOUCHDOWN. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm out here in Los Angeles, part of our Super Week coverage. Great interviews coming your way. Uh, I'm going to catch up with Sam Ocho. going to catch up with former Arizona Cardinals quarterback and ASU quarterback Jake Plummer. going to talk to Brandon Marshall later today. There's going to be lots of great guests, great content. Make sure not only you're subscribed to the Locked On Cardinals YouTube page, but also Locked On NFL for all that great content coming your way from Super Week.
I'll tell you what, Brandon Marshall has made a meteoric rise into a great figurehead talking yeah. sports. Like Brandon Marshall, his transformation, like in the public eye, like even more so, like that was right before, you know, mental health was at the forefront of everything. Like the forefront, mental health is the same as physical health, like we're we're in now. And that was before that. And what he went through in what he went through in Miami. And then, you know, Chicago, he just became like this, this, you know, this poster child for, you know what, if you work at it, good things can still happen for you. And, and look at what he's done with his life. He is excellent on TV. Like, I'm, I'm very jealous that you're going to get to talk to him. Like, he's we good. don't get, we don't get starstruck or anything like that anymore. They're just people who tend to be exemplary at their craft. But I would love to spend 20 minutes with Brandon Marshall. Man, sure. that would be fun. It's yeah. a great interview. Yeah, can't wait talk to him about him being such an advocate for for mental health and you know Calvin Ridley was a big story this year a guy yeah. that could be available uh you know on the trade market but he just he he took a, a mental break from the Falcons in the middle of their season and if it weren't for Brandon Marshall I don't think that that would have been covered or reacted to the way it was this season in 2021-2022 um the Arizona Cardinals their franchise quarterback purged his social media accounts. He unfollowed on Twitter and Instagram the team. Uh, you know, sources close to Kyler. I've heard they call it sports crap, sports S. Um, I don't know what that means, but it was from the other side of Kyler Murray's life. So I'm sure they think of football as just sports crap in general. But um, on the other side of this are people that would jump at the chance to bring on Kyler Murray. Like I'm starting to see Alex, the NFL top 100, which you and I both don't buy into those lists, but it's the peers. It's, it's the NFL players that are creating this list and Kyler Murray's in the top 10 in some of them. He's in the top 20 and there's people in the Cardinals fan base that are just saying cut bait, which is the most preposterous thing I've heard this off among everything else. I mean, the fact we haven't heard from the general manager, how things ended with the coaching staff, all the things. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard is to cut bait on their quarterback after his third season, still under his rookie deal, staring down an extension. But with all that, there's been a couple trade scenarios. Do we dare entertain any of these? Look at these. Bring um, it. There, there's a ton of quarterback-hungry teams. Uh, we forget an organization that that position's been as futile as it gets. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals would, if first off, let me let me put this disclaimer out here. If Steve Kime or anybody that would be involved in trading Kyler Murray would be fired yesterday if they entertain anything like this, Michael, it, at least you would hope so. You would hope so. We have to put that disclaimer too. Like you would hope so because of where we are right now. Yeah. Eagles. Nope. Kyler Next. Murray. This is what they get. I'm just going to say, it, even <laughs> though you've already poo pooed it. Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell, the, the running back out of Memphis. Two first-round picks. Not enough. Rather have three first-round picks and not Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the his uh, Oklahoma successor, Jalen Hurts. No. Cleveland Browns. Nope. I'm, I almost had the same reaction as your first reaction to the Eagles. <laughs> no Baker Mayfield. No thanks. I think that that's, that's, that's going to be a continuing of a problem in Cleveland. Denzel Ward, uh, I'd love to somehow get him in a Cardinals uniform without having to give up Kyler Murray, but that's probably not happening in a first round pick. So Baker Denzel, 2022 first round pick. That would be 
Um, not a bad pick, but still not worth giving up a franchise quarterback. Las Vegas. The quarterback coming to the desert was one that they passed up on tra- drafting years ago. I think we know who Derek Carr is. Thanks, but no thanks. 2022 first round pick and a 2024 first round pick, apparently. I don't know what the deal is. Why would they must they not have, have a 2023 for some reason? Yeah. Tampa Bay. Ali Marpet, the offensive lineman. Safety, Antoine Winfield Jr. Cardinals, I think they're good at safety. I think so. 2022 first round pick, 2022 second round pick, and another future first. Now, that's a lot of draft capital. But look, if you're trading Kyler Murray to the Bucks, a team that's ready to continue to contend, um, that first round pick is, is nearly a second round pick each and every season. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're also wasting the career of everybody else that's on this roster that's under the age of 26. Yeah. Now, everybody that's watching on YouTube, everybody that's listening on podcasts, which is free across all platforms, this is where your, your eyebrows might probably raise. And you might, okay, let's, let's start to discuss this one. We talked about it last offseason, too. The Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson to the desert, Kyler Murray. But in this scenario, the Texans actually would get more in return than they would send out. They would get Kyler Murray, Rondell Moore, and a 2022 first-round pick for... Deshaun Watson, who we still don't know what his, his future is with all the lawsuits that have been levied against him off the field. I mean, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> he may be an absolutely terrible person. You know? I mean, we, we, yeah. we, don't, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know what you'd like to... I don't know what you'd like to hope, one side or the other. I don't know. Just I'm not going to touch that. This is, this is sports Just- fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the picture isn't great. Um, if this were, well, I guess he wouldn't be on the trade market if that weren't happening. Um, but like we talked about this two years ago, I would have traded them straight up. Yes, the reason why is Deshaun Watson has proven that he's a quarterback that can elevate a roster, and. Yeah, say what you want about Bill O'Brien. Like, I I don't know how great he was as a leader. Ask DeAndre Hopkins. I wonder how much of this was just, you know, J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins and and, and Deshaun Watson. But that's the one that's the closest to it now. I wouldn't because, I mean, first of all, you don't know. And second of all, what kind of image is that going to send, even if one way or another, that he's going to be the leader of your organization? I think that's how you lose an already fickle fan base. There, there is here. I say no, right? Yeah, um, same. The the idea though that Deshaun Watson figures everything out, obviously off the field, before we even start conversations here, he can he can do it. It doesn't matter who the OC is. Like they fired Bill O'Brien so early in the year that Deshaun Watson won the passing yards title that he he basically was probably running that offense on his own. And he led the NFL with 4,900 passing yards. Like, he can do it on his own. Um, you know, he's done it without DeAndre Hopkins. We know that Kyler Murray, statistically, is not the same quarterback without DeAndre Hopkins. So, there's a couple things at play. But as far as what we have in reality here, in Kyler Murray and his situation, and Deshaun Watson and his awful situation, I don't think you, t- you touch it with a 10-foot pole at this no. point. Um now, the playing field can even out a little bit more as things get settled, but uh, no. I don't think that there's a trade out there. I, like I said, disclaimer remains. It'll stay up. 
Anybody who entertains it in that building should be fired. They should get the box and they should fill up their desk and with all their belongings and be sent packing if they entertain that. Um, why won't Larry Fitzgerald, why won't he say that he's retired from football? Let's get into a quick conversation here. Why would you do this to me? Because we, we have to. We have to talk about Larry Legend. But first, we got to talk about all the props for the Super Bowl. There's a ton of them, and they're fun to play. I mean, some incredible props out there from the coin toss to what color the Gatorade's going to be, over, under, as far as total receiving yards for some of these players, now, passing yards. Really quick, this is a live read, but I'm gonna, have you heard about the woman who's singing the national anthem, how she sings it in, in record speed? Normally, it's like no. a minute 45, between a, a minute 45 and a minute 55 or something like that. This chick was clocked in and singing it at around 130. Line oh. was super, like it was super long, or it was, you know, super, like 150, whatever, or 155. Now it's down to like 149, and it's going down and down and down because she was clocked, I guess, singing it somewhere in a minute and a half, carving off 30 seconds of our own national anthem, which is wild. Wow. But you'll be able to Just find that for sure. Burning through that. Yeah. Bet Online's yeah. got you covered for the big game, more props and lines than ever before. Got the big game going on in just a few days. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news, and it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-minute info, pro, college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of their new amazing offers available for the 2022 seasons. BetOnline, where the game starts. Starts. It's just timing. Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Subscribe on YouTube, over 2K. Love it. Crushing it out there. Uh, the Kyler Murray, I think the first video we did was it the Monday show. Got some good numbers on that. A lot of people, like we say, it's stupid, it's dumb, but people are talking about it. You just can't not talk about it. Continues to be a storyline out here in Los Angeles. I guarantee it's still a storyline back in Phoenix. You turn on all sports talk radio shows. I'm sure they're talking about it ad nauseum. Um, out there at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Sorry, the WM Open Phoenix Open. Why did they do that? I'm I don't completely. No, because they don't want to talk about tra like trash. <laughs> through waste management, loop. I don't know. But it looks gorgeous out there. Yeah, you had the former Cardinals out there playing golf. Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. I got all this from our guy Josh Weinfuss. Covers the team at ESPN.com. And uh, Christian Kirk basically, we we said this yesterday. The quote from Christian Kirk is saying that Kyler Murray needs to do what he has to do as far as his social media purge and unfollowing. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he didn't shed too much light on the Kyler Murray situation, but he refuses. The word retire remains hot lava for Larry Fitzgerald. He won't touch it. He just won't. Josh Weinfuss said, are, are you retired? He said, I'm way too young for that. I'm not going to retire just yet, but yet... His LinkedIn profile, his social media profile, it says former athlete. So let's keep that in mind. He's a former athlete. He's just not retired yet. He's not, he's not going to go get a, a, a place in Sun City and a golf cart and have people wheel him out into the sun each and every morning. He's still a young man for the world, but for the NFL, it's, 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 it's a game that's passed him up at this point. Let's not get it twisted. If the Arizona Cardinals offered him $10 million last year, he would have played football. That's what it came down to. That's what it came down to. The last four seasons, including the one that he missed. But you know what? I'll take away 2018. 
2019, 2020, 2021, the last three years. They paid him 11 mil, 2019, 2020. The only thing that changed is they weren't going to pay him 11 mil in 2021, and that's why he didn't play football. I wonder what number would have gotten him back on the field. Probably A.J. Green's contract. They chose A.J. Green over Larry Fitzgerald, you think, right? Yeah, I think that was the right move. Yeah, of course it was. Different played a different role as far as the offense Fitz was playing the slot. And we've seen even with Christian Kirk in the slot, not, not a position that they like to, uh, that they feature in the offense, that outside receiver position. I mean, you're in short yarded situations and you're in a one-on-one you're, there's probably like a 50% chance you're getting a ball thrown your way. AJ green parlayed that into over 700 yards, a couple touchdowns. What do you have three on the year? Um, but I just don't know if, if Fitz would have been able to, provide the same production i don't but as far as going forward that ship has sailed i I think he realizes he can make money off the field he can still do it he's doing the podcast the uh the let's go i think with tom brady and jim gray he's doing different things here and there philanthropic as ever as he's ever been Mm -hmm. i i I and i think he's still hesitant to say retire because he doesn't want to officially bring on everything that comes with that. He doesn't want to have to stand on the top of a stage and wave his hand, like, thank you, and, and do all Who that. Who says stuff. he has to? Be- well, I mean, I think he's he feels like he's obligated at some point. No. He just has to say, hey, I'm not playing football anymore. Thank you for everything. Everybody yeah, but puts it in the Players' Tribune in baseball. As soon and as like- he does that, somebody's got a, a, a pre-produced thing that he doesn't want to see of, like, a... The shining moments from his. One I think we're given this. I, th- I think we're given this way too much. Oh, you know what? He's doing it his way. That's great. And all the people that have watched him for so long, they were. I mean, closure is the wrong word, but it's like you know what? Instead of showing up everywhere, laughing in the stands as the Cardinals are getting blown out by the Rams, getting caught on TV, it's like. It, it just brings into question how much were the last three years about money and not about loving the Arizona Cardinals? How much of his whole career being in Arizona was about the money and not loving the Arizona Cardinals? How much of this was business and not wanting to be an Arizona Cardinal? Like if another team offered him $100 million and the Cardinals didn't, would he be gone? It puts everything into question. And this isn't reading too much into it. This isn't silly, expletive, off-season stuff. This is something that I've been talking about for the last four seasons. He was overpaid the last three years that he played. If he wasn't, would he have gone somewhere else? And I think truly the answer was yes, because he loves money and he would have taken it somewhere else. I think that's too much. It's too aggressive of an approach that business was good for both sides in the Larry Fitzgerald final couple seasons. The Arizona Cardinals needed him to continue to be the face of the franchise. They had to pay a premium for that to keep him around, and that was also good for Larry Fitzgerald. I, I just don't – I mean, once you get deeper into it, I don't think it got that deep. They both – they need both sides needed each other. Larry, to, to continue to make gobs of money and continue to chase Jerry Rice and all those – you know, get closer and closer to those receiving marks and, and make – you know, continue his, his being a savvy businessman and the Arizona Cardinals need – their need – because of 2018 being such a disaster to continue to keep him in the fold as the fans to the franchise as they found another one. And we'll see what happens with that next face of the franchise because, you know, things aren't great right now. 
Not great, Bob. Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, follow him on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow me as well, Bo Brock, at Bob Rack. Have a great rest of your Thursday, right? Is this a Thursday episode? I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> yes, and, uh, this is the Thursday episode. Yeah. And we'll, we'll start to make some big game predictions tomorrow. We'll give us uh, our thoughts on that as far as the Bengals and Rams go. Maybe even look at a couple prop bets and all that stuff. Alex, give you a little nugget. As far yeah. as maybe where to put some smart money. I've got my law. Lo- I've got my one, my winner. I mean, there's no, like, I'm just, spoiler alert, Odo Beckham, five catches. Are you kidding me? He's going to get that in the first half. <laughs> Save it for tomorrow's episode. Fine. Follow us at Lockdown Easy Cards. Now, uh, after making us your first listen, thank you so much. Make Lockdown Bets your second listen. It's free across all platforms, uh, just like this podcast here. Talk to you soon.